0: Welcome to Live Well with Southwell. Southwell is dedicated to helping you be equipped with the best tools and knowledge to make sure you and your family live a healthy life. Live Well with Southwell features interviews with experts across many areas of healthcare and wellness. We hope you enjoy listening and most importantly, living well. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Liza Tillman, and today we are talking with Dr. Kathleen Richardson with Southwell Center for Healing and Wellness. We asked Dr. Richardson to join us today to discuss what hypertension is, how we can prevent it, and how important it is to control it. Thank you so much for joining us
1: today, Dr. Richardson. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah.
0: Well, we want to, of course,
1: get started um, by getting to know you a little bit better. So can you tell us where you're from? I'm originally from New Jersey. That's where I was born. I have four siblings, and I always tell people I'm from kind of the garden state part of the state. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) So it's, it's a pretty area, a lot of farms and things like that. And I'm um, not, not super rural. Um, I wouldn't say it's a rural like mm-hmm. area because we're still about two hours from New York City. Okay. Um, so how'd you end up in Tifton? My husband grew up here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've visited since we've been married and before then. And, okay. um, you know, I kind of got to know the town and we decided it would be good to be here close to family. Well, good. We're glad to have you here yes. in Tifton. Can
0: you tell us a little bit about your family? And also, I know you recently took a socially distanced vacation. Can you tell us how that went?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I um, so I'm married and I have uh, three young children: a boy who's seven and uh, two girls. They're four and about to be one. Mm-hmm. So we um, we went on a trip to New Jersey to uh-huh. so to just to see my family um, because since before the COVID pandemic, they haven't seen my youngest, who's about to be one. They haven't seen her since she was three months old. So a lot of change in that first year and they were really wanting to see her. And um, I was really wanting to do it as safe as possible. Sure. Um, So we um, ended up now we love to camp um, and do Mm -hmm. a lot of outdoor things in general. um, But we ended up uh, backpacking like with the kids. So we, which if, if you're familiar with what backpacking is basically <laughs> you um pack everything that you need, um, you know, tent, food, mm-hmm. um, clothes, and um carry it into the woods, um, however wow. long it's gonna be. Um, and then you pitch a tent and uh-huh. sleep there in the night. So um we only walked about forty five minutes because to our campsite, um, since we have three younger children. So we gonna say that was kind of an effort, right? Their stuff too and, <laughs> One in diapers, so. Wow. <laughs> Packing out dirty diapers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, it ended up fine. It was supposed to thunderstorm, but it didn't. So we camped kind of instead of staying in hotels. And
0: Yeah, kind of yeah. Place, so. I, I Well, I thought it was so interesting that you, you were able to do that, and I think it's such a good example to everybody right now that you can still – do things safely. You just have to might work a little bit harder <laughs> than you did yeah, al- yeah. this time last year, right? right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we're glad that um, you're back and ready to talk about um, hypertension today. So let's, oh, first of all, let's get into your educational background. Tell us where you went to school.
1: Um, I went to Duke University in mm-hmm. Durham, North Carolina for my undergraduate. And then I actually did some teacher training and I taught uh, middle school science Oh, wow. Uh, for a few years out in New Mexico. And then I came back to the East Coast mm-hmm. and went to medical school at Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia. Okay. And then we did residency training in Pennsylvania for a little bit and then back to West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia.
0: Okay. So you've been all over, huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, where is your practice located
0: here in Tifton?
1: We are on Kent Road, um, a little bit past the high school, right next to Affinity Pediatrics. It's okay. called the Southwell Center for Healing and Wellness. Okay. So
0: you are a family practice physician. So what kind of services do you offer to your patients?
1: So family practice is pretty broad spectrum. Yeah. You know, I mean, some family doctors see; um, they deliver babies, they do mm-hmm. colonoscopies. I don't do any of that um, at our practice. We see mostly adults. Occasionally, we'll see children, and we do a lot of wellness visits. So, working to keep people healthy, right. uh, making sure people have are up to date on any kind of screening tests they need, mm-hmm. um, mammograms, colonoscopies. Talking about immunizations, encouraging our patients to get those. And then um, we treat a lot of chronic conditions: hypertension, mm-hmm. diabetes. We do a lot of mental health as well, so depression, anxiety, headaches. I mean, skin disorders. There's a lot of things that family doctors do. Sure, we kind of kind of span across the different specialties. And if anything is um, more complicated, mm-hmm. or we feel like um, you know we would like some help with, then we'll refer to you know the appropriate other doctors. Right.
0: So I I believe you're our first um, family practice physician that we've had on the podcast so far. And so a lot of what we've talked about um, is how you and and your team are kind of the first line of defense um, for us and that we need to, we obviously need to see our family practice Mm -hmm. provider um, often (laughs) and uh, not just put it off. And so um, that's kind of what we're here to talk about today is the, just like you mentioned, hypertension um, and the things that we need to see our family practice provider regularly for. And so let's talk about hypertension. What is it? Is it the same thing as high blood pressure? I think are the, are the phrases interchangeable?
1: They are. Okay. Yes. Yep. I was going to even say hypertension is high blood pressure uh-huh. as most people know it. <laughs> blood pressure in and of itself, um, the definition is uh, it's a measurement. Um, mm-hmm. So you get that, the cuff put on your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a measurement of the force or the pressure. Uh, with which the blood pushes against our blood vessels after it comes out of the heart. Mm -hmm. So high blood pressure just means that blood is pushing hard and putting stress on our blood vessels. Our body works by the heart pumping blood out of the body through blood vessels, arteries. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the the two ways that people can have high blood pressure are... The first way would be there's a large amount of blood coming out of the heart. Mm -hmm. And this happens when the heart is pumping quickly. So if you're exercising, your okay. heart is pumping quickly. Mm-hmm. You're pushing a lot of blood out of the heart so the blood can provide oxygen mm-hmm. to all your tissues. And um, you can also have a large volume coming out of your heart, and your heart can beat fast if you have certain health conditions, mm-hmm. which we can t- we'll can we touch on a little bit later. So you can kind of think about this as uh, if you turn on the garden speaker. Yeah, uh-huh full force, there's a lot of volume of water mm-hmm. coming out of you know, the side of your house um, into the hose and it's putting a lot of pressure on the walls of the hose, which would be sort of like your blood vessels. Sure. The other way someone can have high blood pressure is if the um, hose itself mm-hmm. <laughs> is small or like it's really stiff. So blood vessels can become narrow or stiff in normal aging Or because of plaque buildup Mm -hmm. in our arteries. So back to the garden hose, if you have the same amount of water coming out, but you have a smaller hose, like a smaller diameter Mm -hmm. to the hose, then there's going to be higher pressure in that hose and there's going to be more stress on your blood vessels. So high blood pressure is just high pressure in your blood vessels. And like I said, it could happen through more blood coming out of your heart or your blood vessels themselves being... You know, narrow or damaged, and okay. Some way. Well, that
0: makes sense. That's a great example. So, what are the symptoms of high blood pressure, and can you have it and not know
1: it? The second thing you said is definitely, yeah, <laughs> um, definitely true. Okay. So, um, one in four adults have mm. high blood pressure and don't know it. Yeah. So that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason you might not know you have high blood pressure is because I mean our bodies are amazing. They you can get used to. A lot of different things. So over time, your body just gets used to that's your normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't feel bad, right? And you know that that's the kind of can be the dangerous part. Um, the symptoms of high blood pressure, if you have them, are headache. Um, you can have dizziness, weakness, mm-hmm. shortness of breath, chest pain, changes in your vision. But unfortunately, those are usually very late signs. Yeah. So usually when people are having those symptoms, they're having very high blood pressures. A lot of times they're actually not coming to see me. They're already in the emergency room. Oh, yeah. Um, and they they might be having a complication of high blood pressure, like mm-hmm. a heart attack or a stroke or something else. Um, so that's why it's important to check your blood pressure regularly. Or
0: Sure. Get Go screened. to the doctor and Get have screened. them check it too, yes. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very important. So what are the ideal blood pressure levels and what do the top and bottom numbers mean?
1: So ideal blood pressure should definitely be something that is individual okay. for each patient. Okay. So each patient is going to have their own goal blood pressure. Um, and so that's, again, just something, just talk with your doctor about, mm-hmm. you know, you can say, what's a good blood pressure for me? And then, you know, we will tell you what to look for and what's your goal blood pressure. And that's because, you know, I would say in general, for most healthy adults, if you don't have any other health problems Mm -hmm. um, and you have high blood pressure, if your blood pressures are running in the 120s on the top, which is Mm -hmm. the systolic number, and the 80s on the bottom or the diastolic number, then in general, that's probably a good blood pressure probably you're not going to need to do anything about that. Okay. If your blood pressures are running in the 130s mm-hmm. over 80s, um that may be okay too, but that's where I would recommend make sure that you do, you know, ask your doctor about your blood pressure, make sure that that's an okay mm-hmm. blood pressure for you. At that at those levels sometimes we'll do things like lifestyle modifications, work with patients on diet and exercise and weight loss. Mm-hmm. If your blood pressures are in the 140s over 90s, typically that's more, that's for most people, that's going to be when you do need a medication. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, it's individualized. So if you have other health conditions such as diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, if you have heart disease, if you've had a stroke in the past, if you have kidney disease, then sometimes your blood pressure goal may be lower than somebody else's blood pressure goal. So okay. um, it'll just be individualized. Also, I see a lot of geriatric patients, mm-hmm. and the American Geriatric Society has kind of raised their blood pressure goal. So for some patients that are elderly mm-hmm. and they're at very high risk of falling, okay. um, they get dizzy a lot. Um, sometimes they're not eating as much as normal, or they forget to drink. Um, and mm-hmm. those are patients where they will say actually like 150 over ninety might be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, for some elderly patients, you still want them lower. If if they're not dizzy and they're in good shape, then you can have a lower blood pressure than that. But so it's kind of a long and confusing answer. But basically, like all these things, check with the doctor. Check with your doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All signs are pointing Um, back to the same thing. Right.
0: So what are the treatment options if you do have high blood pressure?
1: So the first thing, and this is with everything, a lot of things in medicine is lifestyle modifications. Mm -hmm. Um, So losing weight can actually help lower blood pressure. There've been a lot of studies that have shown this, that even losing about five pounds can lower your top number by about um, four and the bottom number by about three. Okay. Um, So if you lose 10 pounds, you can even lower that a little bit more. So for people that have blood pressure where it's kind of kind of high. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really want to go on medicine yet. Sometimes we'll work together to work on weight loss and exercise and diet, and, and they can get their blood pressure under control within a couple months without having to go on medication. Okay. Um, also, if you smoke, then you want to stop smoking, yes. <laughs> um, you know, decreasing alcohol use. Mm-hmm. Um, and the treatment, you know, is and then after that, you, medications, blood pressure medications, there's a lot of blood pressure medications. Sure. I don't want to bore you with all of that. <laughs> but talk to your doctor, right? <laughs> but, right, yes, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes actually, interestingly, uh, blood pressure medication can be used um, and it can be beneficial in other health conditions that you have. So okay. in patients that ha- also have diabetes and have high blood pressure, there's medications called ACE inhibitors Mm -hmm. and angiotensin receptor blockers. Mm -hmm. They actually help protect the kidneys, um, which are, can, you know, as we know, in diabetics can have some kidney problems. So depending on what other health conditions you have, what side effects you might be worried about your doctor, and you can kind of talk about what the best medicine might be for you.
0: Okay. So can we prevent high blood pressure and does family history play a role?
1: Yeah, family history does play a role um, in high blood pressure. I I commonly see patients that have a very strong family history of high blood pressure, um, and they come in to see me, and they have high blood pressure too. However, you know, your family history isn't everything. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot, there are a lot of things that we can do to prevent developing high blood pressure, or at least make it so that it's under better control, Mm -hmm. or maybe we don't need to be on medicines for it. We just right. need one or two. The first thing would be to try to work on maintaining a, a normal weight, whatever that is for you, like a normal, they call it body mass index. Mm-hmm. This is hard to do. You know, I'm not saying we need to go on crash diets. And sure. Yeah. You need to be skinny, um, <laughs> but just being healthier, you know, having a, a weight that's better for you, mm-hmm. even losing, you know, 10 pounds, 15 pounds is, is really going to help. If, if you have excess adipose tissue on your body, then mm-hmm. your, your heart does have to work a lot harder to pump more volume through right. to get to all of your tissues. So for every pound or so of fat that, you know, you have above your normal weight, you actually mm-hmm. have an extra mile of blood vessels. Wow. So your heart is having to, you know, work a lot harder. Yeah. And, and that's just, it's just not good, you know, not good for us. So you know any weight loss we can do is going to benefit yeah that's
0: really it. encouraging to know that you don't have to you know if you do have a lot of weight to lose you don't right you don't have to lose it all at once just to see a, a benefit from that that's no, that's great I,
1: absolutely not i mean small changes are much better than yeah. than large drastic changes i get worried when somebody comes in and says they lost 20 pounds in yeah. the past 3 weeks i say you need to slow down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do this gradually. That's, yeah, that's a little too much. So, yeah. um and then, you know, smoking, um smoking damages the lining of your blood vessels and when the lining gets damaged by those chemicals in cigarette smoke, then they sort of scar over, they can they form plaques and they get harder and stiffer so your blood pressure is going to get higher um with that. So if you smoke, stopping smoking will absolutely help with your blood pressure. Um, Again, alcohol use. Salt. So we all eat too much salt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, We eat like twice as much salt as we should, really. Um, Like, I think most of us eat like 4,000 grams, and Mm -hmm. the recommended is about 2,000 grams. That is myself included. I love
0: all the good things have salt, right? I mean, yeah,
1: I could eat <laughs> chips and salsa. Uh-huh. I mean, I could eat it all day long. Um, so, if we can, you know, keep it—you don't have to go on a low-salt diet, but just limit it—that'll um, mm-hmm. be helpful. Also, if you have sleep apnea, mm-hmm. make sure to wear your mask. Um, so, if if you have sleep yeah. apnea and it's not treated, or if you're thinking you might have sleep apnea, um, then that is something that can cause your blood pressure to be high. So controlling that will help control your blood pressure as well. Okay. And, you know, in terms of genetics, there are definitely hormonal things and also things with our anatomy, problems with our kidneys, problems with our heart that Mm -hmm. can make people have high blood pressure kind of no matter what they do. Right. And also there's people that do everything right and their blood pressure is still really high and Mm -hmm. they're on four medicines and I need to send them to the kidney doctor because – I need her help. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so you know, but but still, if they're doing everything right, then they're, that's still a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to so. benefit you in other ways, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not just this. Well, can younger people have high blood pressure? I think we tend to, like you said, maybe the more geriatric population. Mm-hmm. Um, can they have high blood pressure, and the tr- are the treatments the same for them?
1: Yeah, younger people can have high blood pressure too. About 4% of okay. pediatric-aged so younger than 18, 19, mm-hmm. um, have hypertension. So not as common, of course. Sure. Um, the your you know your child's doctor um, will check blood pressure when you go for wellness checkup starting at about age three. Mm-hmm. The goals, of course, for blood pressure for kids are different. Um, yeah, so yeah. Those numbers are different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they calculate it based on um, height and gender mm-hmm. and age, so it's going to change um, over time, but. In the 12 to 19 year olds, so the kind of the older kids, Mm -hmm. um, you know, about one in seven of, in in the United States, one in seven have elevated blood pressure or hypertension. Um, So that's a lot of kids. And and usually it's not, now with with children being diagnosed with high blood pressure, usually you end up doing more tests to make sure sure they don't have a problem with their kidneys or heart that's causing the high blood pressure. But um, most of the kids in the, right now are actually, they just have, it's called essential hypertension, which is the same hypertension that adults have. And it's because of um, childhood obesity and um, lack of exercise and, and that kind of thing. So
0: that's a huge other topic I'm sure we could right. spend an yes, entire absolutely. podcast talking um, about, right? <laughs> yeah. And the,
1: but the medicines are the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, pretty, I mean, a lot of the medicines are the same, not all of them, but. Okay.
0: Um, Similar medicines. But it's just not quite as common as it is in adults. Right. Okay. So here's the big question. Why is it so important to have your blood pressure under control? And can it lead to other problems if you don't?
1: (laughs) So obviously we wouldn't be here. Yep, that's right. (laughs) So yeah, it is. um, So high blood pressure is um, the most common reason for people to have stroke, heart attack, Mm -hmm. and stroke and heart attack. Are the most common cause of death in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and high blood pressure can it basically it affects our whole body, right? So, everywhere, anywhere in your body where there's a blood vessel, which is a lot of places, yeah, <laughs> can be affected by high blood pressure. So, of course, you know, heart attack. Of course, there's blood vessels that are coming out of your heart, mm-hmm. um, and when your heart is strained trying to push. Um, push blood out um, into your blood vessels, then then you can have a heart attack. Stroke is also very common in people. With high blood pressure is the most common reason for people to have a stroke. Mm-hmm. So a stroke is like a brain attack, right? And so when the blood vessels are narrow or, or you know have plaques inside of your brain, then you can have an area of your brain that doesn't get any oxygen, and then. You can have a stroke. Also, aneurysms, Mm -hmm. which are like a blood vessel, they could be in your brain. Sometimes they're in your stomach, and they basically the walls of your blood vessels get weak from all the pressure, Mm -hmm. and they burst. Um, So heart failure is another thing. When the heart is working really hard, the muscle gets thick, and Mm -hmm. you get something called left ventricular hypertrophy. And when the muscle gets too thick, then it just stops being able to really work very well. So you can have that. Um, also in your, there's blood vessels that go to your kidneys. So Mm -hmm. if your kidneys, if there's plaques and blockages in your kidneys, then they're not going to filter right. And you know, their kidneys are very important. They filter out all the toxins that we need our bodies to get rid of. And, um, so you can have, you can end up on dialysis for that. Also, our eyes have blood vessels in the back of them mm-hmm. as well. Um, you can get blockages in those blood vessels, things like retinal vein occlusions, and you can have blindness as a result from, from that. Um, and then um, dementia as well. So de- you can wow. develop dementia um, because it's something called vascular dementia. Mm-hmm. That's where um, the blood vessels in, that supply your brain get um, blockages in them, and they don't there's not as uh, the blood flow is not as good to your brain. So um, you can develop cognitive impairment from that as well.
0: That's a lot of really scary things things. that can happen (laughs) if you don't control your blood pressure. So this is, that leads into my next question. If I have high blood pressure, I know that I do, I take medication. What else can I do to help keep it under control? And how can I be a good patient, (laughs) a good compliant patient when I come see you, what are the what are some best practices for patients who currently have high blood pressure?
1: So the most important thing, which seems obvious, is you know take your medicine. Uh-huh. But that doesn't—it's not so simple because a lot of times blood pressure goes up and down, kind of like our mood. So sometimes if you're at home and you're monitoring your blood pressure on at home and you see that it's sort of low, mm-hmm. you might think maybe well maybe I'll just not take this medicine today and yeah. see how I do tomorrow. And and I don't, I mean, I hear this all the time and I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, you know, patients know their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they may, you know, think that, you know, that's just fine and makes sense. And sometimes it is, if it's super low, it is a good idea not to take it or just call us and we can kind of help walk you through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking medicine, Regularly, so blood pressure medicines sort of work regu- work over time. Mm-hmm. So they stay in your system for a few days. They're not really meant to be something that you would take as needed, like an Advil or ibuprofen, right? For yeah. pain or something like that. They're they're meant to take every day at the same time every day, if you can, mm-hmm. because they work better that way. And it also helps us when we see you to know you know, if the blood pressure reading that we get in our office is accurate. So I guess on that note, too, if when you're coming into to your visit, it's it and you normally take your blood pressure medicine in the morning, it would be good to take it that day um, and to not not skip and some patients will kind of skip their medicine in the morning and say, well, I just wanted to kind of see what it was if I didn't take my medicine. Oh, dear. <laughs> Which, you know, again, I don't blame anybody for that. Sure, it, it's yeah. Just, it's just one of those things that kind of makes sense when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But if we're trying to work with you to, to see if what we're doing is working, mm-hmm. then we don't, we don't really know. We'll have to have you come back in a couple of weeks again to check it. So um, the best thing is just to, yeah, take your medicine. And if you have any questions or if you're concerned if you don't feel right, or you feel like your blood pressure might be too low, mm-hmm. then um, just give us a call, and we'll we'd be happy to kind of talk you through. You know, oh yeah, maybe maybe don't take that one, or right. take half a dose, or something like that. Just so that way, the the worst thing is that you kind of start skipping your medicines, and then you end up in the hospital yeah. for high blood pressure. Yeah, so we don't want that. Right, <laughs> we don't
0: want that. How often should somebody with hypertension see their primary care physician?
1: That's going to really vary okay. um, from patient to patient. Um, you know, typically, if if you if you've been on the same medicine and you're very well controlled, mm-hmm. then we can see. You know, every six mo- three months, every six months. Oh, okay, so you don't have to come in all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, just kind of coming in to make sure things are still doing well, blood work, and then of course, if you need other medical things. <laughs> usually, in my newer diagnosed um, patients with hypertension, so either or. Either they haven't known they've had hypertension, or they've had hypertension, but all of a sudden it's a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. They're having trouble controlling it. Um, then usually we'll see you a little more often, um, and it's just going to kind of depend on how high it is. And
0: but you need to keep those appointments consistently, right? right? They're yeah. set for a reason. It is. So yeah. So I know a lot of people. Um, obviously, they check their blood pressure at home. You probably ask them to do that to monitor at home. And I've had uh, several people ask me if drugstore blood pressure cuffs accurate. Are they more or less accurate than the ones that are in your office?
1: Yeah, and that's a good question. I get that from my patients a lot too. And specifically, they want to know if the one they have is accurate. Right. So uh, a lot of them are the ones that are up on your upper arm Mm -hmm. that inflate. They kind of, they're self-inflating ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that have a big they'll have a, it's called a digital readout where you can see the numbers on a digital uh-huh. type um, screen. Those seem to be the easiest for patients to use okay, um, and seem to be the most accurate um, in my experience. Um, the, you know, what I usually do is actually just have patients bring their home blood pressure cuff with okay. them mm-hmm. into the office. And then what we do is we measure their blood pressure and then they measure their blood pressure. Like I just have them do it. I say, okay, show me how you do your blood pressure. Yeah, yeah. And then they do it. And if our readings are pretty close, they're not going to be exactly spot sure. on. But if they're pretty close, then then we can say, yeah, your monitor works. Well, there you go. So that solves that problem, right?
0: <laughs> Is there a correct way to take your blood pressure? If you're, I know you're not supposed to cross your legs. You're not supposed to talk. Same thing at home. Yes, okay. absolutely the same
1: thing. <laughs> and yeah, and and that's something that a lot of times in the office, we have to really be aware of because even in the office, you know, we get busy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I work with my nurse and what we do is we make sure that our patients are sitting in the chair with their feet flat on the ground Mm -hmm. for at least five minutes before we even check a blood pressure.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. You have
1: to rest for that long. And meanwhile, she'll ask them about their medicines, Mm -hmm. talk to them about how they're doing. Um, And then- after that, we'll take the blood pressure. And um, the best way to do it is, like I said, seated, feet flat on the floor. You want your arm out at the level of your heart. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will take their blood pressure, say, at the kitchen table where they can rest their arm out and mm-hmm. lean it on the table so yeah. they're not having to hold it up. Right. Um, but you want it up at the level of your heart with the palm facing up. And you also don't want to take it over any clothing. So you want to... okay take it pull your sleeve all the way up mm-hmm. um, and take it that way and you know and like I said in the office I mean when I, I came from West Virginia where it was cold a lot oh, patients yeah. were they had like a jacket on yeah uh-huh. like you know, we can't we can't take your blood pressure right jacket. So, so yeah making sure you're checking it the right way is super important I mean I've seen patients in our office you know their their blood pressure will go down like 30 points just from just doing it, it properly yeah
0: Wow. So. Wow. So does stress cause acute high blood pressure? And is it concerning if you feel like you, if you, like you said, if you like feel like that head pounding and things and you say, oh, I'm so stressed out. I know my blood pressure is up. I've, I've heard a lot of people say mm-hmm. that. Um, is it concerning if you feel that way a lot when you're stressed out?
1: Yeah. I mean, so acute stress, you know, definitely causes high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So even in someone who doesn't have high blood pressure. Right. Um, because our body releases adrenaline mm-hmm. and cortisol, um, and that's that's a normal, healthy, you know, comes from when we used to run away from woolly mammoths. Yep, <laughs> um, it's called the fight or flight response. Right, yeah. that your body has so, um, and your blood pressure will temporarily rise if you're under stress. Now, if you're you have a constant headache, mm-hmm. and You're and like kind of more of that constant chronic stress level. Then, well, obviously you need to go get that checked out. Sure. And part of that will be measuring your blood pressure when you (laughs) go into the office. There, there have been they've tried to do some studies on kind of chronic stress Mm -hmm. and blood pressure. And um, I think you just kind of want to make sure you don't blame your blood pressure on just stress alone. That's right, yeah. Because then, cause if you're chronically stressed and your blood pressure is high all the time, mm-hmm. we do need to do something about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, either way, it's bad for our bodies. Right. Um, A lot of people that are stressed will do things like also smoke cigarettes or yeah. drink more alcohol mm-hmm. or stress eat, which can lead to weight gain. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not clear, is it the stress that's causing our right. blood pressure to go up, or right. is it other things that we're doing mm-hmm. because we're stressed? Um, so um, definitely getting it checked out. I mean, in family medicine, we treat a lot of patients with anxiety and stress. Um, so managing stress is part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can work together to manage stress, um, ways. I mean, there you know, yoga, meditation, getting regular physical exercise. Those are ways to help manage stress, sure. um, which may help your blood pressure. All right, so I'm very interested in this question because I believe I have this. <laughs>
0: is white coat hypertension a real thing when you are going to the doctor and you're nervous, maybe you don't even have a real reason to be nervous, you're just there and you know you're going to be at the doctor and your blood pressure skyrockets? Is that is that a real thing that can happen?
1: It is definitely a real thing. Okay. <laughs> definitely. Um, I, It's about, about 10% of people. Uh-huh. With high blood pressure, it's hard to really study that, but uh, that's some things I've seen. Um, So a good amount of people are going to have this. And I can give you an example. Um, Obviously, I won't use her name. Okay. uh, (laughs) Okay. She's one of my patients, uh, but I saw her today, and she told me, you should you should talk about this on the podcast. Talk about me. Oh,
0: good. There <laughs> <So> you go.
1: <laughs> she has white coat hypertension. Um, mm-hmm. She says for 12 years she's never had a normal blood pressure anytime oh she's gone to the doctor. She is 81. Mm-hmm. She really... I mean, she looks like she's sixty. Wow. Um, she's in great shape. She takes her medicines. She's very physically active. Mm-hmm. But she, every time she comes to the doctor, her blood pressure is sky high. Oh so my goodness! What we what we do is she has a reliable home blood pressure cuff that she brings to all her visits. Mm-hmm. So she checks her blood pressure, and I've watched her check her blood pressure. She does it the right way. She brings all of her readings. And they are good. At oh my home. goodness! They are perfect. She takes her medicines every day like she's supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, and she's doing everything right. Um, so her readings are perfect at home, and they're honestly just high when she comes to the doctor. So with that, and you know, with and you do, you do frequently check up, make sure everything's okay. But we can pretty much reliably say that yes, that's what she has. Mm-hmm. She's in great shape. She's never had any problems. So we just make sure that they bring their monitor in, and we check that her, her readings are good against ours, and then yeah. we know that, yeah, her blood pressure is just high when she comes here.
0: Yeah. And is it okay, can you ask if you're at a doctor's office, because not that this has happened to me, but maybe it has, Yeah, to say... Hey can we get through the visit and you know what we're talking about and then do you mind checking me again once I might have gotten some good news or you know kind of calmed down is that is is that a thing that somebody could ask to do just to kind of recheck?
1: Yeah, that's a great a great okay. idea yeah we do that a lot yeah just um, to make sure <laughs> a lot of times I, I do I get I do we do the whole visit and then usually patients are a little more calm and right. they have a plan of whatever else they're coming in for. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're just coming in for something random and their yeah. pressure is high. So then we we'll right. just get through, like you said, get through the visit and then, okay.
0: yeah. So no need to necessarily be alarmed if it just happens when you're there. Right. Unfortunately, we're still in the time of coronavirus. Uh, that's still happening all around us. And um, we still have our medical issues despite the fact that we're in a pandemic. So how important is it to control your hypertension especially during this time? Obviously, we've already discussed it's important to control it on a regular day, um, but are we more susceptible to coronavirus if we have high blood pressure?
1: Yeah, and that's a really good good question. And as we talked a little bit about before, in terms of the prevalence of hypertension mm-hmm. in our country, um, so about half of adults have hypertension. Yeah. About 60% of adults... That are over sixty have hypertension, mm. and as we know, that's the age group that we worry about. Sure, uh, we worry about everybody, but they're more susceptible to complications sure. from coronavirus. And then one out of four people don't even know they have hypertension. Uh. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of people running around with hypertension that, um, you know, either don't know it or that do have it. Mm-hmm. Additionally, um, the the big and what you said was controlling your hypertension during this time. So about half of people are not controlled that have hypertension. Goodness. And so maybe I'm not doing my job, right? <laughs> no, no,
0: you're, you're here. You're at least but, trying to
1: educate. <laughs> but, um, I mean, so so that means half of people that have it actually aren't controlling it, aren't wow. able to control it for one reason or another. Yeah. So now are you more susceptible to getting it? Uh, I haven't really seen anything on that. Okay. You know, I think if you're taking precautions, if you're, you know, social distancing, mm-hmm. you're wearing a mask, you're staying within your circle of people right. that you hang out with, um, you know, you're avoiding large indoor gatherings, you know, I would probably avoid dining in restaurants or sure. going into gyms if, you know, if you're if you have hypertension or you have some other health conditions. Mm-hmm. So you know, if if you're in that group and you're taking precautions, you're not really more likely to catch it, okay? Maybe than somebody else. But if you have high blood pressure and it's not controlled, then you are more likely to have some complications of it, um, especially some of those heart, ca- cardiac complications yeah. that, like cardiomyopathy, myocarditis, mm-hmm. heart attack. Those some of those heart conditions, because as we know, blood pressure stresses our heart. Right. So you're more likely to develop some of those complications from coronavirus.
0: Okay. This leads into the next question. We know people may be putting off routine medical care, like coming in to get your hypertension checked because of fears related to coronavirus. And I think we have a lot of, we've we've done a good job of reopening our, our practices and, and everything, but I, I'm sure there's still some people who say, well, why would I go where sick people are to to get taken care of? So how are you guys um, keeping your patients safe at your practice?
1: Yeah, we're doing the same thing that all of Southwell Yeah. Is doing um, so. Patients at the door are getting their temperatures checked. Mm-hmm. We're limiting visitors, and also we're asking all patients about if they're having any symptoms. And it's very broad now. The coronavirus symptoms. Yeah, I'm unfortunately. Sure you've seen its yeah, loss of smell, sore throat, not just cough, shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody who is really s- and at all sick or yeah. was sick. Uh huh. <laughs> Cannot actually come into our building. Most of the patients that we're seeing are well um, in our clinics. Now, I have patients who still just don't want to be around people, and I think that's great. I mean, they're being really careful. So, what we'll do is if they need their blood pressure checked, they can drive their car up to our, you know, park out front in the parking lot, Mm -hmm. give us a call, and we'll come out there. And check their blood pressure for them where we're outside. The ventilation is right, right. better. You know, we can let them know what their blood pressure is, and if there needs to be an adjustment made in their medicine, or if I need to see them, then I'll just go on outside. I love to be outside anyway. Yeah, um, and see them in their vehicle right? you know, kind of see them outside at their vehicle. Yeah. Um, so for some patients, that may be an option. If that makes them feel more comfortable, we've been accommodating that sort of thing too. That's wonderful.
0: So don't put it off. Right. Yeah. Just, yes. just know that if we come see you or probably anybody else, everyone's really trying to make sure that we're all taking care of all, any other issues besides just potential coronavirus. Right. So that's great to know.
1: Just like we touched on before, there are, you know, a lot of people... With chronic health conditions right now. Um, And I think just making sure that we are all doing our part to kind of decrease the spread of coronavirus. I know this is a hypertension podcast, but, you know, likely you're going to be running into someone with blood pressure issues or other medical issues. So if, you know, if we can all wear our masks, Mm -hmm. especially when going into public places and tell other people to do the same, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, we can get through this together. That's right.
0: Well, thank you so much again for joining us today, Dr. Richardson. Thanks, Liza. If you would like to make an appointment with Dr. Kathleen Richardson, you can call Southwell Center for Healing and Wellness at 229-388-9393. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live Well with Southwell. If you have a question for a healthcare expert or a topic you'd like us to discuss, send an email to info at Until next time, live well.